Hello, this is Dr. Mark DeBrinkett, the Good News Doctor, and you have reached our Good News Doctor podcast. Now today, I am so excited to be revealing to you some information that many of you don't even know exists. I have waited several years for this technology to surface. I've heard about it years ago, but it just wasn't around. And so I am so excited today to be able to introduce you to Bob Long. He is here with me today as my guest, and we are going to talk about a technology called GlycoCheck. Now, Bob is the CEO and co-founder of Microcirculation Health Solutions and GlycoCheck. So without further ado, let me introduce my guest. Well, hi, Mark. Welcome, Bob. It's good to be here. So glad to have you. We waited quite a while for this unveiling of this amazing technology, and I'm just so excited that you're here with me today to, to discuss it. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here. The technology we will be talking about today, up until recently, has only been available to academic research hospitals around the world. And so you're actually only the third clinic in the United States to actually have one of these devices in your office. So Congratulations. Yes, thank you. And I am just absolutely thrilled about this. So the topic we're going to talk about is microcirculation. Okay. And so when we talk about cardiovascular health, I think most of our listeners only think about arteries, veins, and heart. And they don't tie into the fact that the capillaries are 99% of your vascular system. Now with that, let me just say, if you're a listener that is listening to this just audio only, I urge you to switch over to our YouTube channel because there's going to be some great visual effects that you're going to want to see. So with that, we know that when we're younger, maybe 18 to 25 years old, our capillaries are thumping. They're moving lots of blood through and the capillaries, we literally have 65,000 miles of these things wrapped up inside of us. That is so amazing that we could actually wrap them around the earth two and a half times, all from inside one single human being. And what people most likely don't realize, it's the capillaries that deliver the oxygen, the nutrients. This is where the blood lets go of the things it's bringing to the tissue. And it also grabs the metabolic waste and the things that aren't supposed to be in that tissue and will remove them. And so the capillaries are hundreds of times thinner than a piece of hair at some points. And the bigger vessels feed the smaller vessels, deliver the nutrients, grab the waste, pull them to the bigger vessels, and then back to the lungs to be reoxygenated again. And so we know this process is happening, but we've never been able to actually see it happen or really understand what happens to us physically and our health picture when we have problems with those capillaries. Right. So this new machine that we have has the ability to scan our body, give us an actual functional score of our blood vessels and all of these very small micro vessels, right. and also tell us how healthy are the walls of the vessels. And that's really what I want to focus on talking about because everybody else that is in the world of microcirculation, I think they're only talking about the amount of blood flow or how much blood, if it's even moving through those small vessels at all, but we're really not talking about the health of the lining of our vessels. And that is what your technology and with this amazing camera can really help us determine the health function of that. Right. 
So tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, just about the background of how we came up with all of this. Sure, I'd love to. So how I got involved, actually, um, it all probably started for me about 14 years ago. And it was at a time when I was traveling all over the world, heavily involved and working very hard. And I went to my personal physician and had what you might call a health scare. That's kind of a wake up call. So uh, I had kind of a tightness in my chest. So my uh, personal physician said, I want you to go see a cardiologist. So I figured, okay, I'll run down. And so he had me go down to the regional hospital, figured I'd be there an hour. And the cardiologist came in and said, well, you know, what you've probably got is a blockage. And so that's what I'm here at the hospital doing today is I go in with this little camera in your groin and it's called an angioplasty. We're going to go in and we'll be able to see if you have a blockage. And if you have a blockage, then we'll go in and put in what's called a stent and we'll open up that area. And that would hopefully make it so you wouldn't have a heart attack. And so that wasn't exactly the news I was looking for I'm that sure. day. Um, my previous background had been in the insurance and investment world for about 28 years. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, do I really want to do this? Because if I do, it's going to ruin my insurability for a very long time, right? right? But, you know, when a doctor tells you to do something, most people say, sure, I'm going to do it. What choice do I have? So I was the last procedure of the day because it wasn't an emergency and I still remember vivid, vividly, you know, laying on this table and the lights are super bright. And when they do this procedure, you're not totally out. So I was, I was kind of hazy. I didn't feel anything. But I can still remember there was like the loudest rock music blurring in the background. And so we did the procedure and the cardiologist came back in. I was coherent. He comes in. This is what he says to me. He goes, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. He says, what do you want to know first? Oh, and I said, well, tell me the good news. And he says, well, the good news was, surprisingly, we didn't find any blockages. So we didn't have to put a stent in. And I said, well, that's really good news. What could the bad news be, right? We didn't need to go in. Well, he didn't <laughs> say that. He's not going to admit that, right? Right. You know, he was doing the best he could because, sure. you know, if I would have had a blockage, I'd be glad he found it and put a stent in, right? Absolutely. So I said, well, what's the bad news? And he goes, we don't really know what's wrong with you. And so, you know, this is about, when was this, 2009, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And so immediately in my mind, I'm thinking, God, how many millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people does this happen to every day? So then the next thing he does is what, Medical doctors do. This is what they've trained. He said, so what I want you to do is I want you to start taking these prescriptions. And he pulls out his script pad and he starts writing out prescriptions. And he was doing the best treatment that he knew of what to do. And he literally wrote me out, I can't remember, it was like five or six prescriptions. And you had to say, hey, doc, I thought you said that there was nothing you found. Well, he said, well, I'm going to give you a <laughs> blood thinner because I want to thin your blood, you know. I, you know, you might have high cholesterol, so I want you to start taking a statin. Um, you know, I want to make sure you don't become hypertensive. I want you to take a hypertensive med. And I'm trying to think. Anyway, I said, well, I was like at that time, 
I was like in my early 50s, right? And so this isn't the kind of news you want to hear. Sure. And so I said, well, how long do you think I'll have to take these? He goes, the rest of your life. And I'm thinking, God, this doesn't sound that great. <laughs> so I had just, we had just sold a company. So I had the unique opportunity. I had time and money on my hands. So I'm probably like most consumers in today's world with Google. I went home and did the Google. Dr. So I, Google. Dr. Google, right? <laughs> and I started reading about all of these different prescriptions. And the thing, first thing is, you know, you go through it and it explains what it's going to do. But at the end of it, it's always got all these side effects. And so the thing that went through my mind is, crap, the side effects could be worse than they don't know what's wrong with me. Right. And so he wanted me to come back in a couple of months and take the stuff. So I debated, I went and got the prescriptions filled, but I debated with myself whether I would take. So I took some and I didn't take all of them. Okay. And so what I decided to do was start exercising, which I wasn't doing a lot of, and to lose some weight. And um, I'd just been told I was a type 2 diabetic as well. So I went back to his office a couple of months later. They checked me out. He said, wow, you've made massive improvements. Say, I, I want you to, I said, well, I didn't really take all the stuff you told me. And he says, well, I don't know what you're doing. You're making good progress. Well, let's check you again in a year. So then I went back a year later, did a stress EKG, still no blockages. But for me, what that was, is I wanted to know what's happening to me. Why can't the cardiologist tell me what's wrong with me? And it, it bugged me. And so because I had time and I had money, what I decided I would do is try to figure out if, what's wrong with me, right? Um, and so by accident, I was looking at what could I do to start another business. And a really good friend of mine at the time introduced me to the concept of the endothelial glycocalyx. He said, have you heard of that? And I said, I haven't. And, and if he asked me to repeat it, I couldn't even say endothelial, <laughs> let alone glycocalyx. <laughs> when I first heard glycocalyx, I wrote it out phonetically so I could say glycocalyx, right? Glycocalyx, because yeah. it doesn't fall off the tongue easily, right? Sure. And so he said, he, he explained to me about the endothelial glycocalyx. It's this protective lining it's through your whole body, and it's in the side. It's in all of your arteries. It's on your eye. It's a protective coating that you know keeps your eye so it's slick. Mm -hmm. and then he, he, we even talked about it. If you catch a fish, you know that's protective slime that's on the fish. He said, you know, that's a form of a glycocalyx. And if the fish loses that slime, if it if you keep it out of water long enough, yeah, you put it back in, it doesn't survive because it lost that. Right. I love it's to a fish. barrier that exactly. keeps the stuff from getting into the fish's blood. Yeah, so I love to fish, and I catch and release fish all day long so I can keep fishing, right? Sure. And so, you know, you pick up that fish, it's slimy, but if I decide to keep it and I didn't put it in my live well and I just left it out, if I picked it up an hour later, you'd see a little white stuff, but you would never know that protective gel that you felt when you first pulled it out of the water was even there. Mm -hmm. And so he helped me. Exp and so, and then the... Uh, he, I was exposed to some research that had been done. And it was, for me, it was literally, sometimes in life you have what I'll call a lightning bolt moment. Epiphany. Epiphany. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I wonder if this is related to what's wrong with me. And so because I had time and I had money, 
I decided I'm going to become an expert on the endothelial glycocalyx. So I started reading everything I could get my hands on and trying to learn as much as I could. And in the course of doing all of my research, I kept coming across one guy's name. It was a Dr. Hans Vink in the Netherlands. And I read all of his papers and I read all the related research that I could find. And um, I became convinced because what I started to understand is not only was it this protective coating that you describe well, that's through your whole body. It's a systemic organ. Mm -hmm. In fact, now medical experts agree what we started saying 10 years ago. It's actually the largest systemic organ in your body. So a lot of people say, if you ask what's the largest organ, they'll say your skin. No, it's your vessels. It's actually your your endothelial glycocalyx. It's everywhere. In fact, we calculated just to get an estimate, and we estimate if you were to lay it out at the surface area, it's over 10,000 square feet, if you can imagine. So for those listeners, think of the square footage of your house, and then, you know, think about 10,000 square feet. That's the surface area that blood flows through your body millions of times a day. And as you've adequately described, Mm -hmm. that's how all of the nutrients, all of the oxygen, and all of the hormones are delivered to every cell in your body through those little minute capillaries. So I grew up in Utah, so we have to irrigate. We don't have enough water. So really, you described it well. Your body's really, it's a pump. starts with really big pipes. Those are the arteries, and it goes down to really pipes. And it gets down to the little drippers, which are the capillaries, which then feed every cell. And there's the arterial side that delivers it. Then it comes out the other side in the venous side. And takes then it's, it away. And it takes it away. And it goes through a set of filters and it gets reoxygenated. And that happens millions of times a day. Yeah. So our heart pumps over 2,000 gallons of blood through it in one 24 hour period. How much of that blood is getting to the destination? That's what really matters. Not just what's going through the big vessels, but where, what blood and how much of that is, is perfusing through these micro vessels, these tiny, tiny vessels that deliver it. And so let's talk about that glycocalyx for one more minute. Sure. And so I've always considered myself from my past experience as somewhat of an expert in microcirculation. Um, I, I, it's been many years that I've studied it. And honestly... What I've learned from you and from Dr. Hans in the last couple months, I feel like I was only an elementary school student in the microcirculation world. Right. I've learned so much more about that lining. Nobody ever really talked about the lining inside these vessels. So a, a micro vessel could be up to 200 times smaller than a piece of hair, or you could put 100 pieces or 100 vessels inside one hair. Right, 100 capillaries fit 100 in capillaries one hair on your in head. One hair that's, on your head. That's how my microscopic we're talking about the blood flow and so you're absolutely right and so as i started reading dr vink's papers i also started to understand the importance of microcirculation right yeah and so um so the other epiphany i had and as i started reading a couple of papers that he had published there was a concept they'd come out with. It was called Syndrome X. And what Syndrome X was is they were starting to think that a lot of the angina or tightness in the chest wasn't necessarily a large artery blockage, but was actually the loss of those small capillaries and the blood flow to those small capillaries in the heart muscle that would then affect 
the ability for the, the heart to function. Yeah, for it to function properly. Yeah. And so I thought, well, you know, my cardiologist, that's probably what's wrong with me. But he didn't know that was what was wrong with me. So my next big thought was, because I had sold this company and I had time and money on my hands, and where I live in Utah, I have a lot of friends that have started nutraceutical companies, and I've always been into supplements myself, and I believe they make, I believe in natural plant-based solutions. Mm -hmm. And so I also believe that God put all of the plants on the earth for man's benefit. And so the thought that went through my mind is what if I could find the plants that God put on the earth and I could figure out how to put them into a delivery mechanism that could be taken and what if I could go in on this glycocalyx we're talking about? Mm-hmm. And what if I could recoat all the places in my body that had broken down over the first 52 or 53 years of my life? That's the fountain of youth right there. That's the fountain of youth. And I thought, if I could do that, I could maybe I could turn back my own health yeah. and fix myself. So, you know, self-preservation is a great motivator. So I was interested in, first of all, what's happening to me, and then how could I fix it for me? And so I started on the pathway, and I was introduced to the concept of sulfated polysaccharides, and that they were at, uh, you could find those in seaweed, and that those, those seaweeds uh, potentially mimic um, what's actually part of the glycocalyx lining. Hmm. And so I became a seaweed expert. I, I wow. s- started researching all types of seaweed and i was first introduced to one type of green seaweed and i thought that was the perfect product but then as chance would have it that seaweed's only grown in certain parts of the world one of the places is around japan and about the time i was heavily into this development they had that great big earthquake off the shore of japan and it was the fukushima tidal wave came in Mm. and you may remember there was a big earthquake in japan Mm -hmm. And that tidal wave came in and deactivated that nuclear plant. And so the fear was, well, if all of that nuclear radiation got into the ocean and it contaminates all of this seaweed, it probably just ruined my source of this type of seaweed. So, and I knew that everything went west to the Pacific and where I was looking for other seaweeds was on the west coast of the Pacific. And so that caused me to think, well, that could also ruin these other seaweeds that I was paying seaweed research experts that we, that we thought would be candidates, right? And sure enough, that's, that radiation actually shows up now on the coast of California. Wow. And so that forced me to look at a different type of seaweed. And it, as accident would have it, or I think I was inspired, to be honest with you, it forced me to look at a different kind of seaweed. And as it turns out, the seaweed that we ended up picking is actually not only was it an excellent source of the sulfated polysaccharides, but I actually have a benefit added benefit in that there are enzymes that your body produces, and those enzymes actually uh, decrease or wipe out that protective. That's how you get holes in it, mm-hmm. and it's called heparinase. It's an enzyme. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out the seaweed that I shifted to is actually a heparinase inhibitor. 
So I actually get two benefits from that one piece. So it was a blessing in disguise. It was a blessing in disguise. So the way that this whole thing came to be is I thought, well, if I'm going to develop this therapeutic, so I hired a biochemist and we started looking at stuff. And then she's from France. And so she had access to a, uh, a new product that had just been introduced to the market. So part of my thinking was, who are the healthiest people in the world? So if you look in Japan, there's certain people that live, you know, a very long time. They don't have very much cardiovascular are disease. These called blue zones or something yeah, like that? Yeah, blue zones, right. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, well, maybe it's that seaweed. or Maybe it's because they eat seaweed. We don't eat seaweed in America, right? right? And then the other area is the Mediterranean. So this just happened to be coming out of the Mediterranean. And so, you know, the Mediterranean diet had just started to be introduced at that time and was becoming very popular. So I thought, well, this was an extract of a whole bunch of, fruits and vegetables, and I was the first one to use the product. It was an extract of all kind of fruits and vegetables that had antioxidants and polyphenols in it, and that was my first product. And so, you know, and I could have been satisfied to do that. And, you know, most people, when you develop supplements, you take supplements or you take products, and you generally know how they work or why they work. But it's, I think it's kind of anecdotal in a way, you, you know, you take it, you have faith, and then maybe you see results. Right. And so as I had been reading all about Dr. Vink, I also knew that he had been working for a number of years to develop an imaging device. Mm-hmm. And I, I, because I do Google alerts on things that I want to learn sure. about every day, I saw that he got a patent issued, and this was back in early 2012. So I got the thought I could fly over to the Netherlands I won't tell him that I've been working on a therapeutic because he's a hardcore scientist. Right. He only does research, and he'll probably think I'm foolish sure. if I say this to him, right? And uh, so that's what I did. And I flew over, and Hans is, was the nicest guy. And he was he was quite impressed that I had read all of his papers. Yeah. And I said, you know, I just got a few questions I need you to connect the dots on some stuff I don't understand. And he went through it all and explained it to me. And then I said, what I really came to do is I want to get my uh, glycocalyx tested with your glycocheck. That's what it was called. And they just got a patent issued on it. So he proceeded to tell me about all the research that was going on at that time. And he said, yeah, in fact, we can even go into the ICU and with sepsis patients and sepsis is very deadly. He says, it wipes out the glycocalyx. That's why they die, and it it causes all the organs to fail. And on the treatment protocols, I can predict with 100% accuracy if the glycocalyx doesn't recover, who's going to live and who's going to die. And I thought, this is absolutely phenomenal. So I described what I described to you earlier and explained to him that I had had this incident, and you know, I wait a little more than even than I do now. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's the nicest guy. You might hopefully get him on your podcast someday. That'd be great. But so he tested himself and he's a thin, healthy Dutch guy, eats healthy, does what he can do. Yeah. He measured himself and proudly showed me on the computer screen. This is my score. Yeah. And at that time, we only measured one thing. And all we were focused on is what we call the profuse boundary region. And that was the, that's what had gotten patented then. And that was the algorithm to calculate and measure the movement of the red blood cell in the, 
vessels. How close it gets to And how close it gets to the endothelium. And then it calculates a systemic uh, profuse boundary region through your whole body. And so he showed me, look, I've, you know, I've got, mine's as healthy as a young person. Right. And so this is what he said to me. And he, he meant it in the kindest of kind ways. He goes, you know, I don't want you to be disappointed. You know, you're, he says, this, he said to me, he said, you're big American. Yeah. You guys like your cheeseburgers, your fries, <laughs> fries and your and Cokes, <laughs> right? And he says, so I don't want you to be disappointed if you don't get a good score. So what he, and so he's setting really, you up. He was setting me up so <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be disappointed, right? So he measured me, and, you know, it takes a – we only took one measurement back then, and he, it took a minute to calculate, and then it brings up the report, and he's sitting there looking at it, and there's another guy, and they start talking to each other in Dutch. I don't understand Dutch. And he says, well, let me test you one more time. <laughs> and so then he tests me again. And you're already taking this product. Well, right? I, had, I had been taking You've this been product. In, product fact, yeah. in fact, that morning I actually took, like, eight times the dose because I wanted to make sure if it was going to show up, it was going to show up, right? right, Yeah. So I took a lot of it and I've been taking a lot of it to see if I was even on the right track. And so he says, and so he he looks at it and he says, I'm really confused. That's what he says. I can't explain this. He says, I can't (laughs) explain this. He said, your score is better than mine. Nice. (laughs) And he said, I, it's, it's not at all what I would have expected. And he said, so, so you I got his attention. I got his attention. Yeah. And this is when I found out sometimes it's not funny to be crack a joke. And I said, well, I cheat. And he goes, well, what do you mean you cheat? And I said, <laughs> well, I, when I came over here, I, not only did I want to get tested, but I've been working on a therapeutic that I was targeting to see if I could actually fix this. And I said, so I've been taking this, and I wanted to see if you could, number one, tell me what my score was, but number two, could you tell me if I was on the right track? Yeah. And, and so this is when he got really emotional. I, and Hans and I had been best friends since this day. Yeah. Um, and he said, Bob, he says, do you realize I spent the last, at that time, it was like 25 years of my life, I was part of the team that first discovered and proved to the world that this glycocalyx even existed. People thought we were crazy when we talked about this protective coating. And it wasn't until we got the images that people see of those little hairs inside capillaries Mm -hmm. that then people believed that it was there. Then he said, I spent all these years, we had to figure out what's the physiological purpose of the glycocalyx? Why is it there? What does it do? What's its physiological role? And he says, that's what I spent all this time doing. And then he said, I got the idea that I would create an imaging device because there was no way to actually assess the health of this. And that's what glycocheck was. And he says, so I can, I've got this measurement and I can test people and everybody asks me the same question when we get done doing the test. At that time, it was just how thick is your glycocalyx? And he says, so what do we do about it? And he said, all I could tell him is the same thing everybody says. Don't smoke, you know, eat a good diet, exercise. exercise. You know, all the same yeah. thing everybody knows is common sense. And then this is when he turned to me. And he got really emotional. And I've never seen him get emotional like this. He says, Bob do you realize you might have discovered the so what? Oh, man. And so then we started brainstorming. And at the time, uh, Glycocheck 
was a spinoff company of the University of Maastricht. So we met the next day, and I gave him some of the product. And even just overnight, I said, go home and take eight of these pills. And the next morning, we could even see his score increased the glycocalyx just wow. in one day. Wow. And so he, he became a believer overnight. And so what we decided is if we would join forces we could create something that didn't exist in the world. We would have the only device that you could measure systemically, non-invasively, get a baseline score, and then you could take a product and you could show and prove that it actually worked. Man, that's awesome. And so we decided to combine forces clear back then, and then we formed Microvascular Health Solutions, and we've been working together ever since. Wow. And then, then by him working with me, and he had already done all kinds of te- stuff on different compounds, so I was able to accelerate my learning process of what track I was on. He suggested some compounds uh, that we added. And even clear back then, one of the ones he suggested that he tested was glucosamine. And so glucosamine we put into the formula, and I chose to use veggie-based glucosamine because I wanted to have an all-plant-based formula because I wanted, regardless of someone's religious constraints or dietary constraints, mm-hmm. I wanted this to be a global formula that anybody in the world could take. So I wanted to make sure it was plant-based. And so, um, and so he said, you ought to look into glucosamine. And so I started doing a lot of research on glucosamine. This is, you know, 12 years ago. And what I found, you can, if you, most people think of glucosamine and they think about joint health, right? Mm-hmm. That's sure. what it's generally used for. Well, I started reading some studies that had been published of people that had taken glucosamine for, you know, 10 or 20 years. And as I read the studies, I saw that there was an unintended benefit. And the unintended benefit was it was, they were, it was, jury was still out on how much it helped the joints. But what they saw is the people that had religiously taken glucosamine had better lung function had better cardiovascular health, and actually their life expectancy was longer. And then I immediately knew what the secret was. It's what Hans had told me, that glucosamine is part of the substrate that uh, regenerates part of that gel matrix. So that's why we put glucosamine in the formula. Well, so gel matrix, for those of you listening, he's referring to the glycocalyx and then the gel that pushes up through that glycocalyx and is oscillating in and out, and it's basically protecting the vessel wall. So one of the questions I've always asked myself is, we have all these thousands of gallons going through our heart and our vessels every day. These are oiled, myelinated walls. Why does plaque and stuff stick to an oiled wall? It never made sense to me how heart disease forms. And so when we talk about the glycocalyx, Think of like a hardwood floor, and then I put a shag carpet on top of the floor. So now as I walk across the floor, the shag carpet is protecting the floor. So I'm not scratching the wood itself. Yeah. So the glycocalyx is like a fur or a hair, hair like a Teflon coating yeah, hair. Yeah, so it's a, it's a... And it's coating the entire surface of the inside of those vessels. And it's basically directing the flow of blood through the vessel, but keeping it off the wall of the vessel... So it doesn't damage the wall, cause scarring, cause proteins to 
to stick to the wall, causing or plasma to stick to the wall, or the white blood cells will find an area where the glycocalyx has been worn down, right. and that white blood cell will then stick to the to the part of the bare yeah, it's trying vessel to wall. It's trying to repair to try to that re- inflammation. Try to repair that inflammation. So we can clearly see that when people lose that glycocalyx, those are the areas of the vessels that get damaged. Right. Correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so the glycocalyx really consists of two things. It consists, so you have the endothelium, which is micro-thin. And then one a, cell layer thick, right? One cell layer thick. And then attached to that is this sulfated polysaccharide matrix that look like the little hairs you're describing. Right. And we can show a picture of that. And you can show a picture that you can see that on the videos you're going to have them look at. Yeah. Um, but then suspended in that is this gel matrix that's like 98% water. Mm-hmm. And so in the capillaries, and this is what Hans had to figure out, and it took him a very long time to do it. And you can give him a link to watch the videos and he'll explain it right. if you want. Yeah, that's glycocheck.com. Glycocheck.com. Mm-hmm. And then um, in the capillaries, what they learned is the capillaries are actually filled with this gel matrix. And so it gets into your your capillaries. They're not all active at the same time. And so what we started to measure, and as we learned more science, is we would figure out what's the capillary density. So like you were describing, when you're really young, you've got a whole bunch of them, right? And that's why you're really blood's healthy. Blood's flowing through all and of blood's the Blood's flowing ones, through yes. all of them. And then your body regulates and controls. So if, I own, if I'm just sitting and relaxing, I don't need blood to be flowing through those all the time. But if I start running or my brain starts needing to process, then I need more blood flow because I need to get more oxygen. You need to recruit I need, more blood. I need to recruit more blood to go to those areas, and the yeah. body regulates that. Well, what happens as we age is we start to lose that. And so most people, by the time they get to our age, they could be running around on 30 or 40% of the capillaries that they started out with when they were young. And so we coined the phrase is that your organs are slowly starving and you don't know it. That's right. So all of this happens gradually over a very long period of time. But there are things that can accelerate that. Um, You know, a virus, infection, COVID-19 is a perfect example. Now, you've done lots of studies on COVID with glycocheck. And with the endocalyx, correct? Yeah, we're doing some studies on both those right now. But we published a really great paper, and it's on our website at glycocheck.com for those that want to go look at it. And it was published in Angiogenesis. Mm -hmm. And what we showed is we showed that in COVID-19 patients, and we looked at patients in the ICU, Mm -hmm. and we looked at the severity of what happened to those. And then with the glycocheck, we were able to manage how much of their microcirculation was compromised. And we found that the people that were the sickest that actually had to go on ventilation mm-hmm. and, and stay in the hospital. So those people that recovered from the ICU and came home had a healthy glycocalyx, were within acceptable ranges. The longer they stayed and if they were on ventilation, those people lost 95% of their smallest capillaries. By smallest capillaries, I'm talking four five, and six microns. Those are true capillaries. So to put that into perspective, a red blood cell is seven 
microns. So when these are going through, they're going through single file and they're actually squishing and going squeezing through, into that vessel, squeezing into that yeah. capillary, and they're going through that glycocalyx. And what happens is the virus attacks, attacks that glycocalyx, and it's just like sepsis. We just published another really important paper in critical care a couple of weeks ago. And what we showed there is that we can measure, and we tied it to all of the normal values that they do in the ICU. So SOFA scores, they are looking at the things that they can detect in the blood. Mm-hmm. And what we found is we could predict with 100% accuracy, we could look at the microvascular score, those that had four or fewer organs that were failing and those that had four or greater organs that were failing and everything tied specifically to the microvascular health score that you're able to measure on people right here in your office. Man, that's so awesome. That is so awesome. So let's talk about this camera. Okay. This is a truly remarkable software. It's taking what, 10,000, 100,000 videos? What's the... Yeah, so basically what we've got, this is the current camera that we use. It's a video microscope camera, mm-hmm. and it's got a lens on here, and then we put it in your mouth, under your tongue, and, uh, and they can go on and see the videos that we get. Mm-hmm. But basically what we see is we see that capillary bed of your smallest uh, vessels. I'm going to pull up a video real quick for you watchers. Yeah, this is a test we just did today, right? Yep. And so here shows an actual little glimpse of our microvessels. And it looks like some of those are just like ants bleeding from a picnic trying to take food away. (laughs) You can see the single file line of red blood cells. And it also has the ability to measure how many of those are four microns thick five microns, six, all the way to 25 microns. Yeah, so with our algorithms, Mm -hmm. uh, what we do is we measure the movement of the red blood cells and we measure the size of the vessel. We measure how fast the blood is flowing. Then we measure the thickness of that glycocalyx. Mm -hmm. And then, um, like most things in your body, um, the glycocalyx, think of it as a tide, Mm -hmm. and it goes up and down. And so what took us thousands of measurements and the reason it's been in academic research hospitals the last 10 years is we've been really trying to understand how's it really work. Mm -hmm. And then um, we've been looking at most of the processes that happen in the body, the diseases or the complications that develop. And we were trying to understand there's a breakdown of the glycocalyx, which then leads to a breakdown of the capillaries. Is it at the core of what causes this spiral. Yeah. And there's a great video they can watch that explains that. And that's what we found out, and that's what we've been validating. Right. This is just unbelievable that we can actually have a patient come in. We can do a scan on them where they're watching the video of their own live blood flow at vessels that are so tiny. And that's another reason why... Doctors haven't really done a whole lot with micro vessels because they're too small. We don't have instruments to operate them that small. No, and so <laughs> the most, the closest one is they can do Doppler, mm-hmm. but that doesn't get, that's only getting to the feeder vessels. It's not getting to the, to the tiniest, smallest vessels. And the same thing when they do retina scans, when you go to your eye doctor, mm-hmm. again, they can't see at the level that we're able to see at. Right. And so that was, and until Hans developed the, the 
till camera. we got the cam. The cam. The cameras have been available, but there was no software to do it. Right. And so what people used to do is they got images like you're showing, and then somebody would sit there and they'd have to make a judgment of how big's that vessel, um, and then what what's the blood flow and all that. So it was pretty subjective. So sure. what we created were the algorithms that takes the human element out of it, just, just like you talk about with x-rays. Yeah. You know. Can't if, hide your bones. You can't hide your bones. <laughs> you can't hide your capillaries. If you And you can't hide how much blood flow there is, and you can't hide you how. You can't control that with your mind. No. It's it, a function thing. It's a function thing. Yeah. So that's what we created. Yeah. And so not only do we have the ability to basically assess how healthy is my lifestyle and how how well has that translated into my overall vascular picture of health? But the good news is, is we can take this information and then use that information to change what we're actually doing for our health picture and then retest ourselves down the road a little bit and see that it's working or maybe it's not working. Right. And, and every, so the thing I like to stress with people is everybody's different. We all have a different, your genetics are a little bit different than my genetics. Right. And as we age, based on our lifestyle and our environment, even our genetics morph a little bit. Yep. And so the big question is, all the things that I'm doing to try to help myself be as healthy as possible, how is it affecting this one thing, which I've come to believe is at the absolute core. Until you fix this one thing, everything else is compromised. Because until you can get blood flow to every cell in the body, I don't care how good your diet is. And right. I don't care how good of supplements you take. Yeah. If they can't, you know, the best example I give people is I grew up working on farms and when yeah. I was a kid. And we used to do irrigation. And so you'd see the cornfields and it got pounded in my head from the time I was little that the water's got to get to the end of the row. Because if the water doesn't get to the end of the row, you can, you've all driven, you, you see, see those fields start to and it's really, off. <laughs> and you can see it starts to get littler and littler than it Taper. turns yellow. And then yeah. it's, and there's parts of the field where it doesn't get there. Well, it's because the water's not getting to the end of the row. And that's the same thing that's happening in your body. As you lose those capillaries, the water simply isn't getting to the end of the row. Yep. And it's not what you eat. It's what you can break down, assimilate, and absorb. Right. And life is in the blood. So if you're not able to use the blood to get it to the places where it needs to be absorbed, it doesn't just happen magically. No. It needs to be transported there. Exactly. And our vessels need to be functioning there, not clogged, not tired, and just not doing anything and stagnant. They need to be actively pushing blood through the tissues, through the vessels, getting the nutrients to be delivered. And unless you do that, you could be the perfect diet and have all the right things. But if your body can't deliver it, it doesn't matter. And I'm, you know, I've, by now I've probably measured hundreds, if not a few thousand people. Mm -hmm. And I can never predict what you're going to look like on the inside. That's right. And I have a slide I use, and it's a beautiful woman. She's looking in a mirror, and then I say, you know, you can look beautiful on the outside, but deep inside, another story could be unfolding. Right. And that's what I find all the time. And that's why you find people that are surprised that, you know, they, everybody thinks they're healthy, and then all of a sudden, boom, that, you know, a guy that's a marathon runner drops dead. Yeah. It's because he, he thought he was doing all the right things, but he's overlooking one thing. They say the first sign of heart disease 70% of the time is sudden death. 
Huh. People well, yeah. didn't even realize they had heart issues. Didn't know I had any capillaries that weren't functioning. Didn't know I, I always felt fine. I didn't have any symptoms. The first symptom was death. Right. And so if, if I had a dollar for every doctor that's told me now, I probably would be retired. <laughs> but, uh, but what they tell me is, you know, what this really allows us to do is this allows us to look and peer inside and see what's happening and we're in some pretty big studies tying it to Framingham risk scores and a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what this really is, it's the canary in the coal mine that's going to look give you a, an example of what's happening 20 or 30 years in advance of the big event. That's right. And so the doctors, you know, when they're treating a heart attack or a stroke, if I had a dollar for everyone, I said, I wish we had a tool like this so we could have what if no. we could have? What if we could have known this yeah. twenty years ago? And what if we could have done something to prevent this? Right. That's what's so cool about this. Right. Well, this is like the one-two punch here. Not only can we scan now and identify and take out all the guesswork. That's what I love about brain mapping too. Is like we can talk about brain health, but until I see what you're actually doing neurologically, I don't really know how to help you best as quick as possible. So now we have the ability to not only scan brain, not only scan our body's neurology, now we can look into the blood and we can really see the markers and see the warning signs before they ever manifest into an actual condition. But we could also use that information then. The good news is, is we can't just identify what the problem is. We can treat the problem now. We can actually take a supplement that has been proven to help grow this glycocalyx back. And it's going to grow it back in the weak areas of your vessels where you've missed it. And that's where things leak through the vessels and go septic or get behind the vessel wall and make it hard. Right. You asked me, how do you get blockages? Well, what happens is, you know, we're here in Colorado, you you get ruddy roads in the winter because, and so if you look down that road, you see these ruts. Those are like the holes in the glycocalyx. Mm-hmm. So that's where you start to get those plaque builds. And that's where your car gets damaged. And that's holes. where we're targeting. <laughs> yeah. And so what I set out to do is what if we could recoat with that with a whole new coating? And that's what we... Like having your driveway re-blacktopped. Exactly. <laughs> You're putting a fresh coat over the top. My surface area is stronger. And now the things in the blood that would technically hit the vessel lining wall and damage it are kept from the wall because that thick gel and the glycocalyx hair provides that coating that protects the vessel wall right. so that the blood can do what it's supposed to do and function the way it's supposed to function. Right. And we don't have time to get into it today, but that, that protective coating that we're talking about has lots of physiological functions that control all kinds of systems in your body. One of the biggest ones is inflammation. Is inflammation. Another big one is that's how nitric oxide is produced in your body. So that hair matrix, when the blood flows over, it stimulates the endothelium to produce nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator, which keeps your vessels elastic and also helps control your blood flow. So for those of you that don't know, nitric oxide is the mechanism in which causes the rhythm of the blood flow to go through. It allows the capillaries to dilate a little bit and then let go and constrict again. And so when we were younger, we used to produce a whole lot more of that. And as we age, we lose the ability to produce so much nitric oxide. And then where our blood vessels used to maybe, uh, micro vessels used to maybe thump 50 to 60 times a minute when we were young, 
after we're 65 years old, we're lucky to get them to pulse one time every 10 minutes. And so your blood flow really is imperative to whether you're going to age quickly or not. And the better we can keep that lining and the health of the inside of these vessels, it'll allow the function of nitric oxide to work, the inflammation markers to work when needed, and it allows the vessel to actually function the way it was designed to function and allow us to live a much healthier quality of life throughout our life. Right. So I guess just in conclusion, what I'd share with you is I'd go back to that story I told you that, that I guess, that health scare that I had. Yeah. And so when the doctor, cardiologist was talking to me, I know he didn't say this to me, but what I heard him say, and this is what came across, this is what I registered in my mind. Okay. He didn't say this, but I heard him say, dude, you have really screwed up. You should have lived a lot healthier life. And what I heard him say to me was it's too late. And all I could think about at 52 years old is I, I got a lot of life I want to live it. Absolutely. And, and so at first I was depressed. And so that's why I was motivated. And, and that's what I love about you, the good news doctor, because people ask me all the time, because when they talk, people it's like they walk away like i walked away it's too late hopeless they're hopeless yeah and it's not too late that's the good news is your body will regenerate itself it will repair itself and And it really wants to do that it really wants (laughs) to do that you just got to figure out what's wrong with it and then give it what it needs to do to allow it to do it That's the good news of what we have. That's so awesome. Hey, he said it, the good news. (laughs) That's so exciting. So I think we can probably wrap up this episode. Uh, Thank you so much for coming. We had so much information that we've shared with our listeners this time. I would love to have you back again in the future where we can go a little bit deeper dive once everybody understands the, the value of this amazing technology how they can get their own scans and then get on the pathway to a better, healthy quality of life, you know? And so I I just love the fact that not only can we identify if there is an issue and how severe that issue is, but we also bring that good news is we have the solutions to help restore, rebuild the glycocalyx, the, the vessel walls, the lining of the vessels, helping our body overcome any type of premature aging or problems that arise when our vascular system starts to be compromised. Right. And so the beautiful thing is what we're doing right now, we spent all the last 10 years perfecting the process, perfecting the product. And so now we're ready to now bring it into the clinical practice so we can make a difference in people's life. And a lot of people tell me they think this will actually be part of the annual physical. So just as important as it is to know what your blood pressure is, just as important as it is to know what your glucose level, your cholesterol, all these things they check on you. Absolutely. Absolutely central is to know what your microvascular health score is because that's really at the core of everything that's happening in your body. Well, absolutely. When we look at health and people come in and we're looking at assessing the overview of them from the brain to the body and to everything, this just is such a great add-on to completing the whole picture of my overall health, where am I at and where am I going? And am I on the right track? Exactly. And so the exciting thing for me is to be able to work with doctors like you and for you to help me get the good news out that there's a new technology. And our goal is to get a network of these all over the country. So regardless if you live 
in uh, Podunkville, Alabama, <laughs> or in New York City, or wherever else it might be, Eureka, Utah, you, you, there's a place where you could go get tested, and then you could have a doctor explain to you the good news. Yeah, that's awesome. And also, um, let me just make a point that this is a class one medical device, so it's not causing radiation or harm no. to the person, much like a CAT scan would uh, as far as the amount of radiation that people get with the scan. So this is relatively very safe, correct? Yeah, it's totally non-invasive, so it's registered, as you said, as a class one medical device. So it's really just a video a microscope or microscope camera, and uh, we just get videos, and it's all automated, um, and then it just calculates, and we take all that information and have distilled it down to a simple report. That's awesome. Like you see on the board, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then the good news is we even made it simple with gauges that go from red to green, and so the good news is we can see if are we making it better. Yeah. And, you know, the most beautiful thing is that video that you're seeing right there. Mm -hmm. Even a patient in three months, and when and you show, you can put their videos side by side. They can tell the difference. They fast. can tell the difference because it's going to get darker, which means there's more blood flow, and there's going to be li more little vessels that they see that weren't there before. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, I've always made it my point in practice to be able to begin with the end in mind for those people that come in. So I don't just want to throw things at you and hope it works. I want to really evaluate exactly where you're at in your health picture, begin with the end in mind, and then have a plan to get you to that goal. So this is a product that we now offer here at the Good News Doctors Clinic, and we can allow you to get that picture of your own cardiovascular health and add it to your repertoire of what we're finding and how we can help you and literally lay out that pathway and then be able to prove the result as we go down that road. So for all of you that have listened today, thank you so much for your time. It's been my pleasure to bring the good news to you once again. And thank you, Bob, for coming. And thank you so much for sharing this amazing technology and for putting your purpose in life into this project for the last decade or so. And I truly believe it's gonna be a household name. I think every doctor on the planet would want to have this. I don't see why not. I couldn't get it quick enough <laughs> as right. far as that goes. I've uh, been so excited about this this day for a very long time, and I'm so glad it's here. And my patients, thank you. They're going to be so excited to see their own health score and how we can help them save many of their lives and give them a much better quality of life. Well, I appreciate being here, and that's my biggest joy is to improve the health of millions of people worldwide. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And Thank you, everybody, for watching, and have a great day. We'll see you next time. <music>